You're listening to Cannabis Network Radio. I'm your host, David. How is everyone doing this evening? Uh, I'm doing just fine. I'd like to uh, welcome Eddie and Justin, my uh, two show producers there. Say hello, guys. Hey, hello. Dave. Hello, guys. Hey. <laughs> How you guys doing tonight? Good, man. It's good to be back. Excited in the about the show. Yeah, it's good to be back in the studio. I mean, even though last week was a blast, you know, having all those... Uh, Calling phone calls, cell phone drop in. Yeah, know, it was crazy. So on and so forth was was a little crazy, but, uh, but nonetheless, um, go to, to uh, um, iTunes um, and uh, check it out. We kind of did a little. I, I'm still calling it a mix and match. I don't really know what the what the proper term is, but that sounds know, like we, a good we, term we kinda, for it. We kind of like mixed in a studio. I came in on Sunday and recorded on top of the recording to kind of make it a full episode. Um, but I think it came out pretty good, and and, and you actually. You know, if you listen to the podcast um, <laughs> or download it on, on iTunes, um, I actually admit to being, you know, like stoned. And that, that, that doesn't happen a lot. So that's <laughs> like it's like a double historic moment. It's like, uh, you know, 420 in, uh, you know, Colorado where it's completely legal and, uh, you know, me being stoned. And, that, and as you all know, that doesn't happen a lot. So uh, but I'm glad to be back here uh, in Plant City Studios. That's right, Plant City Studios. Sea of plants around here. So, I'm all about it. Um, cannabis Cup. Wow. What can I say, man? Uh, it was awesome. It was awesome. It sounded awesome, man. It, it was awesome. I mean, I met a lot of great people. Um, you know, every time I go to one of these, whether it be the Cannabis Cup or or another, you know, similar type of event. There's always this one person, product, something that, that you know, catches my attention. Because, I mean, you know how it is. I mean, yeah, I get shit all the time you yeah, know, from people like, oh, check this out, try this out. And it's all the same shit, you know. Like, there's whatever. so much to look at. And there's so much to look at, you know. And, and honestly, you know, a pipe is a pipe is a pipe is a pipe. And, you know, it, so it's got a twist. It's got a, a knob. It's got yeah. a dragon. It's got a doohickey. It's got a carb. It's got a bigger carb, a smaller carb, ergonomic, non-ergonomic. You pull it out, you push it in, you turn it around, you exactly. turn it upside down. You know, yeah. whatever. I mean, honestly. You know, and then I came across this. I'm walking around. They had this whole outdoor area that was for recreation. Mm-hmm. So, like, people were dabbing and smoking. and Yeah, recreational use. I know. I just like the name. They actually, they actually, they actually <laughs> had a medical area there, too. I mean, they really? had a medical and they had a recreational sweet um so i'm walking around the recreational area and those vendors of products and so forth and i stumble across this this um uh, i don't even know it look, looks like it looked like a hockey puck you know just a little round cylinder thing and and i guess i saw somebody uh testing it out and they're like holding up to their mouth and they're smoking out of this thing i'm like what the fuck is that and i mean i've seen all kinds of shit you know and i'm like wow you know? really it's very, very rare these days when I see something out there in terms of like consumption product, meaning like a pipe or a bong or whatever that that I'm like, oh, I stop and look at. Right. I mean, but this is one of those. This things. is one of those things that I definitely you know stopped and looked at. Um, I think the best way to sum it up is, is as I posted, you know, on on the page earlier and on Facebook and so on and so forth. The best way for me to describe it is. A work of simplistic art in a world of blasé glass pipes. 
Now, when I say blasé glass pipes, I'm not down playing any of the great glass blowers out there. You guys do a great job. You make great pipes, so on and so forth. And and I, you know, appreciate the ones that look like guns and dragons and and all kinds of shit you really don't need to smoke herb through. But <laughs> you know, I mean, it's cool. I appreciate your expertise, so on and so forth. But this is something that 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 really was unique. Um, among everything else there too, um, the freedom that was experienced, uh, mm-hmm. you know, during this, you know, it's, it's really cool and I'm really happy and, and proud to kind of say I was in the United States on 420 in a U.S. state, you know, in a city in the United States and I smoked cannabis legally and nobody gave me any problem with it, you know, as even said on my 420 show and I'm sitting there like, you know, saluting a joint to a cop and he's nodding back eh, it's awesome you know like whatever yeah no cuffs i like it yeah yeah it's nice you know and it's funny because because uh you know when i came back you know you, you're used to, to certain freedoms and all of a sudden you have to like take a minute oh wait a minute i can't we shouldn't be doing that you know like different scenario different place you know so and so forth but uh nonetheless um we have i have a special guest on um with us this evening um I got Kevin uh, from Puck Pipes. That's uh, P-U-K uh, Pipe uh, dot com. That's uh, PuckPipe dot com. Go check him out. I'm actually going to bring him on here. Um, well, actually, I'm going to bring him on, and I'm going to welcome to the show, and I'm actually going to go ahead and unpack this. this yeah, I want to see this, this thing puck. that's uh, got your attention. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and bring him on, so as I'm doing this, I can go ahead and, uh, you know, he can maybe guide me through it or, or you know, some put some, shed it. some light on different there things so on and so forth um so let me welcome uh kevin to the show hey thank you very much glad hey, to man. be here how you doing i'm doing real well recovered from that uh the cannabis cup event that really was that really was a unique event wasn't it that was a real neat time that Forget was unique i mean it was historic unusual it was historic it was absolutely historic you know, and, and one of the things that, that, that we were commenting on on the way home is you know, we've been to a lot of festivals, beer festivals, uh, all kinds of festivals where you find characters, and you generally, with alcohol, you've got a lot different sort of energy. And what I saw there, and what we all saw there, was a group of everyone. I mean, uh, from the most bizarre to the most, you know, just average Joe, and, and everyone seemed to get along very well. It was a great energy there, wasn't there? I mean, it was uh, it was easy to be at ease. It was, it was crowded. It was uh, it, it was it was busy, and it, the energy was excellent. I thought, you know, it's just not something you normally find here in Cincinnati. We got big beer festivals, and it gets a little rough. And at no yeah. point was there any any attention there. Did you did you pick up on that? You know, I have attended, uh, I can say, a few um, cannabis events. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. in the years I've been doing yeah. this, and there's always there's 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 never tension. I, I have, you know, with with the exception of the unfortunate uh, uh, occurrence yeah. that went down on 420, you know, over at Civic Center Park, um, I, I have never been at a cannabis event where I see anyone being cranky or angry or tired or whatever. And yes, it was jam packed. I mean, that was a jam packed high times cup. I mean, there is what 10,000 people outside at any yeah. given time pushing. I mean, like wasn't really pushing people just, you know, no one like you go to a stadium or a sporting event or, or a concert, you know, you, people push into you, you start getting people like, Hey, stop pushing into me. And they get all whatever. But uh, yeah, man, yeah. it was, it was definitely chill. And, 
you know, I, I have to say this, you know, as I, as I kind of said in the beginning of the show, you know, I'm walking around and I've seen, I'm not going to say I've seen it all, but I have seen a lot of products out there to, you know, take cannabis in and, and to smoke and to play with. And, you know, it, it takes a very unique product to definitely make me stop and, and, uh, look at something for a minute. Um, thank you. So, uh, and I have to say that, you know, the, I'm pronouncing it right when I say puck, right? It is puck. Puck. Yeah. Puck, yeah. Just like the shape. Just so, like uh, you know, when I saw this thing, I was like, yo, hold, hold on a minute. I need to, you know, spend a minute and check this out. Um, but what I'm going to do actually right now is before I get into talking to you more is I'm actually going to open up the one that you gave me here and, okay. and, and kind of tell people what it's like and re- and really kind of experience it. Um, okay. first and foremost, I'm noticing that, that you do make the puck out of Pyrex, you know, which is, uh, yeah. which is definitely, uh, yeah, yeah. So that's right. That's a, it's a borosilicate borosilicate glass is what it's, is what it's called. That's, that's the chemical name. And Pyrex is a uh, is a trademark name. It's sort of a general term for the very, for that material, boro or Pyrex. And, it's and, one and the same. And you tend to go with Pyrex just because of the quality <laughs> standard that you're trying to set with with the puck product and 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 whatnot. That's, correct? that's right. That's right. That's a scientific glass, and it, it doesn't get any any frankly more difficult to work with. But it's it's extremely stain resistant. It's extremely resistant to to thermal expansion. Uh, Pyrex, you can when you go into any any laboratory and all scientific glass, you know, making houses, that's all generally borosilicate glass, and you can heat it up red hot and throw liquids at it and do all kinds of interesting things to it, and it won't it won't fail. Now you can drop it and you get to handle it like glass, but what it's what it's the material is designed to tolerate is is remarkable. And uh, you know, it's a, it's a tougher material to work with, but I think it's worth it in the end. Well, one of the things that it I cleans, that, yeah, one of the things that I see here actually that that is remarkable from from opening it is that you have six chambers, six six chambers, which means that if you like variety, like if you're a fruity pebbles kind of a guy, and you like variety, yeah. then like you yeah. can literally load this thing with six different strains. And like, be like, all right, well, here I got an indica, I got a sativa, I got a hybrid, I got another hybrid, I got whatever. You can like just literally like be like, get, kind of, like good to go. Kind of I mean, like, like a uh, pipe revolver. Could, it is like a pipe revolver. Yeah, it's, it, it effectively works like like a revolver in that sense. We've got a revolving, uh, you know, chamber and then a barrel, which is, but of course, it works a little backwards. It comes the other way. Um, but yeah, it works. It's very simple. Since you're just not, as you can as you're looking at that part, you can as the, as the, at the pipe you can see there's very few parts to it. There's only four parts uh, total, and so that you know, and w- what we were trying to achieve was something that just would be not you. You really can't. There's nothing to replace. Well, as I said, know, it's it's a work of simplistic art. I mean, it really is. Thank you. Um, you know, I, I quoted, I put it out there. One of the things I used to promote the show is is I quoted a work of simplistic art in a world of blase glass pipes. Um, and and I truly Thank think it's quite, quite a flattery. And I and I truly um, think it is because it is it is so simplistic, and but it's so unique um, because literally you can just switch it from you know again your different flavors. You don't have to worry about a carbon or anything. And from I I honestly have not messed with it enough to have to clean it, but it looks like it'd be pretty simple to clean too. I mean like 
you know, just alcohol and I haven't really and found a pipe that's so. easier to clean than that. Just as you can just looking at it, everything's exposed, and uh, it's it's really yeah, pass easy that to around, clean. Dave. Sorry, keep yeah, going. you can you can. Those parts are quite easy to 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 reach. You know, just with a little bit of pipe cleaner and uh, a bit of paper towel, uh, you can get a hundred percent of that sparkly clean. You know, it's one of the nice things about it. You can clean it on the fly. You don't have to be home with your alcohol and your and your stuff. You can. You know, we field we call them field strips. We field strip them all the time, right. and it works great. You know, and that's one that's one of the things that people seem to really like about it. So and, uh, you can have it out, and and, and uh, it's it, it's ready to go for you. And after you've smoked, you know, some quantity through it, it's it's real easy to clean up and get it smoking just like it's just like it's brand new again. Well, I can't. I I, I can say this, and and I guess you know, the uniqueness of the item is good. Um, but I do have some questions that some people will ask, and and I can't be a hundred percent positive. The one downside um, that I see to it is it is a magnetic thing, which is kind of cool. So um, sometimes I guess making a storage could possibly be a challenge. Um, do you have anything planned to maybe, um, you know, be able to transport? Yeah, we or, got a couple. We got a couple of things. We got a couple of things uh, that are coming right down the pipeline here. We'll have ready for the summer. Uh, one is uh, we're, we're calling it a solar pack, and what it really is, it's a neoprene case, and it may be available in a couple other materials as well. But it'll be a water waterproof neo, neoprene, like a like a scuba diving material uh, this what you see a wetsuit made out of that's going to be sewn and in that we'll have a magnifying lens as well so that you can you can cook that right from the sun and that will help keep it closed and another uh, device that we're coming out with uh, which is going to be a rubber grip that uh, gives it a little if you can imagine a flexible very sticky rubber and they're have they're going to have just like the pipe is difficult to describe, this might be a bit to describe, other than it will be bound through tension all the way around the top and bottom parts. You'll let you it move them freely, and it'll give you a nice grip, and they're going to have a, an additional several magnets around that's going to hold it even tighter together. So you should be able to put that in your pocket and really, really jostle it around, and it won't, it won't come apart. So either with a pack or with a little rubber grip, and they're going to be cheap, and they're going to be really nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll be able to uh, you'll be able to secure that much better. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, in a really busy pocket, it works great in a loose bag or you know, that that pocket that you use. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I really had no problem. The only, it the, only together well. the only time I had an issue while I was messing with it was really when I put it into like a back pocket and kind of grabbed for it, and I guess missed the whole thing and and. You know that was really the only issue I had, but you know if I put it into like you know my yeah. cargo pouch or into my backpack, you know it definitely has not jostled or you know the magnetic keeps it no. shut and sealed. So that's pretty. Yeah, that's another thing problem. which I like about it because you also can just twist it, and then you've got all your bowls per se that are they're covered and they're secure for the most part. And uh, you know I think that's kind of cool as well. Um, and I noticed one thing also um, is that when I put actual um, herb in it. Um, Mm-hmm. You can't really smell. I mean, the, the smell kind of. I guess the Pyrex, the way it's designed, also kind of keeps this, the smell contained somewhat too, which is, I guess is a. It does very yeah. It does very well since the Pyrex won't permeate any odor. As long as the pipe is relatively clean and mm-hmm. airtight, uh, you shouldn't get much odor. I've seen some pretty dirty pipes that were. Uh, <laughs> okay. As long as they weren't covered with resin on the outside, uh, if you just get a quick, you know, just kind of keep it clean. It's right. it's remarkable how much odor will keep out of it now. I won't guarantee that, you know, it's 100% odor-proof, you know, with this material that, you know, right. with, with weed, I mean, you know how it is. I mean, uh, however, it does a great job, and uh, 
I, I wouldn't, you know, we wouldn't, we wouldn't say that if it wasn't. Like you said, you notice that yourself. It does. It'll keep the odor down very, very nicely. So better than, better than a regular pipe, that's for sure. When you have a regular pipe, it's open. That bowl has an odor to it that's, right. that's distinct and and it carries. And that right. this pipe simply doesn't have any of that. So, what? So what inspired you to, I guess, a create something that is that is unique like this, and why six slots as opposed to five or four or two or? Yeah. Well, that you know, it really it was a combination of things. Uh, to, you know, to start off, you know, getting into this industry, I came up with the design. I was actually making these years ago uh, after I got out of high school, and that just started with a with a. Uh, small pipe that I had bought that I just started had one bowl in it and it was round. It didn't have a top or bottom part. It worked like a standard bowl, you know, a single bowl, you know, kind of hand pipe. I started adding to it. I built a cover for it and then started adding pipes to it and started bowls to it from there from a friend of mine's uh, drill press and started realizing I can have three, four bowls in this tiny little disc. And I started just making them for my friends and for ourselves. We could take them to parties and, you know, back then, you know, uh, little half gram bowls like we have, you know, which is a healthy size bowl. Uh, but three or four of those was on all we had <laughs> combined. So it worked out well for us. And my friends would, but we would lose them. <laughs> and my friends would say, can you, can you make some more of those, those puck things? And that's where I got the idea. This is an interesting, you know, kind of a thing. And then I just get life moved on and I didn't think anything of it. In 1989, there was really no market for us here in the Midwest that I was going to pursue. And then a few years ago, I started relooking at the at the market, and the industry had grown so much with affiliation with just a personal affiliation with Normal. I started seeing what was happening, and thought maybe it would be a good idea to bring bring out that design. And I felt comfortable because I noticed that so many of these products, and they are a genius that are coming out, but they're getting so complicated. And I knew that the uh, simplicity might might. Uh, might might lend itself, I think, to, to to today because we don't have a lot of really simple stuff available and uh, that's reliable, and we've gotten away from that because of a number of reasons that are some are good and some are real bad. Uh, but uh, that's really sort of what spirit uh, and then the evolution of that product came out of. But the reason there are six bowls and not five or three is one, uh, you know, I wanted to get a good size bowl, a half gram bowl. It would it would be it would be adequate, and then if you look at the shape, I felt you know we looked at different sizes, and ergonomically that's a great that's a great feel in the hand. It's pretty close to what you see, you know, it's a, kind of a standard disc size, and uh, you couldn't fit any more half gram bowls. We we could do more smaller bowls perhaps, and you know fewer larger bowls, but that just seems to it just fits nice. It just it just it works well. It closes off you know perfectly like that, and. Once we sort of settled on that and uh, determined that, I think well, that's that's probably we, we settled on the design and we just proceed forward with that shape. It just made it was a process of testing, you know, just research and development, mm -hmm. and uh, then settling on a design and moving forward. Right. Well, in case you guys are just, uh, I know we have some listeners that just kind of came in uh, here on the air. In case uh, you're just tuning in, we are talking um, with. I guess, what, what is your title? Uh, just, just Kevin. I mean, just, just Kevin. All right. Well, we're talking with Kevin from from Kevin Puck Pipes. All right. Well, yeah, we're 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 talking uh, to Kevin with Puck Pipes. Um, go check them out uh, right now, since you're on the computer listening or, or you know whatever chatting with us. Uh, Puck Pipe, uh, Puck Pipe, right? Puck Pipe. Com. Yep. Yeah. Go check it out. 
Um, and uh, as I said earlier, again, for those of you just listening, I have coined the puck pipe in my personal opinion from coming across it at uh, the past uh, High Times Cannabis Cup this past weekend in Denver, as I coined it as a work of simplistic art in a world of blasé glass pipes. Um, it is it's a simplistic concept of a six. Uh, I'm going to call it just for lack of better terms to move in six bowl uh, pipe where basically you can uh, mix and match and, and put your favorite uh, strains, flavors, whatever label you want to give it um, into uh, the different six chambers and, and it closes itself and, and it's it's so, I mean, it's cool. It's simplistic. It's it's so simple. Well, you it's, make my heart flutter every time you describe it. I yeah, really appreciate it's, that. It's, 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 it's cool. I mean, what can uh, I say? It's, really it's, a, it's a new toy and it's awesome and I like it. It's so different right. and it's fun to play with. Um, we rolled it out. We rolled it out at the first can, or the, at the most recent Cannabis Cup in Amsterdam. That's where we kind of released that glass design and kind of rolled it out to the world. Yeah, Amsterdam and, uh, is, is it, a rocking it, place. I like it there a lot. Yeah, so. it was a great time. Yeah. That's a terrific event. Uh, they're going to continue with more. Uh, there was a little scare there for a while, and that's yeah. I think that's that's resolved itself. That's where we brought it out, and uh, we got second best glass. Yeah, I saw uh, that. Congratulations place, on that. Yeah. First place. I don't know. Thank you. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the first place. Um, it, it was an incredible work of art. Uh, it was a one of roars. It was a one of a kind. Yeah. Uh, a remarkable piece. It was. I think he was selling it for thirty thousand euros. Yeah, I mean, Roar makes Roar makes some crazy pieces. I mean, I have to say, when it comes it to like you know pipes and stuff, I definitely uh, you know Roar Roar's up there. You know, but again, you Roar's know, Roar's 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 Roar. It ain't a puck. I don't care. You know, like yeah. uh, this, I, no, that, it's like a whole different thing. I've seen Roars. I mean, I've seen them. Been there, done it. You know, I, I've seen you know all the other ones, but you know, whatever. Uh, again, the the puck stood out. Um, Kevin, thank thank you. thank you so much for for being with us here. We're gonna head to oh, a break, um, and thank you for your time. And again, uh, your product is great. Um, go to uh, puckpipes.com. Um, I'm also gonna go ahead and have a link up um, on. I'll put put a link on our Facebook page, uh, both Cannabis Information Network as well as uh, Cannabis Network Radio, um, and we'll have links up. You can always call us or send me emails. Um, you know, to us, and we'll let you know how to get in touch with uh, Puck Pipes. If you go to your local head shop and uh, you don't see a Puck Pipe there, let them know about the Puck Pipes. Tell them to check it out. Tell them you want one in your local shop, or you Thank can, you very or they much. can order them online. Um, I do believe on your website. Is that correct? So. Yes, sir. Yeah, puckpipe.com. You can go to the website. We have a shopping cart, and there's other information. We have some videos. My partner's doing a nice job of putting together a. This, the, the media stuff, and uh, you can you can look there, and uh, you can uh, you get some answers. Because it's not the easiest thing to describe, but uh, yeah, take a look. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot, Kevin. I appreciate it. It was great meeting you, and uh, you got a great product. Yeah, and I'm sure I, I'm looking forward to all the uh, the um, upcoming things, the new stuff, the, the new the stuff new, coming yeah. from from you guys too. The new so. stuff. We got a great line sure, coming so. out. Yeah, nice and yeah. simple, and just dependable. That's what we're shooting for. All right. Well, thanks for joining us here on Cannabis Network Radio. I hope you have a great night so great you guys do the same right, thanks, thanks again all right well that was kevin from uh puck pipes puck pipes.com p-u-k-p-i-p uh dot com um definitely uh check them out we're gonna go and uh take a quick break um maybe like five minute break listen to some tunes or or whatnot and uh we're gonna gear up for our second half of the show talking about uh extracts hash dabs, BHO,
Um, all kinds of extracts. I mean, let's see. Pressed keef, regular keef, pressed hash, sand hash, hash oil, bubble hash, full melt, super melts, all kinds. Spun gold, dabs. Uh, coming up on the next segment of Cannabis Network Radio. Welcome back to Cannabis Network Radio. I'm your host, David Kowalski. Uh, let's see. First part of the show, we spoke with Kevin from Puck Pipe. Uh, check it out, puckpipe.com. Very, very cool uh, smoking device. Um, you know, six different strains of weed in there and so on and so forth. But now, as we go into the second segment of the show, we are moving away from the plant and from the flower, and we are going into... Dabs, wax, extracts. Dab, dab here, dab, dab there. Here, dab, there, dab, everywhere, dab, dab. So you may ask, what's a dab? Um, well, we happen to have myself here, and then uh, we got Max, um, who is a cannabis aficionado, consultant, extraordinaire. It's on the radio with us here uh, from Denver. How you, guys doing? How you doing, Max? Good man, how are you? Good, welcome to the show. Um, in case hey, anyone wants to call, in case anyone wants to call in, I'm just gonna put the number out there: eight one three two eight zero four eight four one. If you're listening, uh, give us a call if you have any questions about extracts, dabs, waxes, so on and so forth. Um, Max, uh, why don't you go ahead and let everyone out who's listening uh, or podcasting or whatever, a um, little bit about you. Okay. Um, my name is Max Montrose. I'm uh, born and raised in Denver, Colorado, and have been um, an active member in the cannabis scene out here for uh, many, many years. Um, a couple of things that I've done so far in the industry, um, I hosted a Cannabis Times uh, internet television show for a year. I helped open uh, two dispensaries in Colorado. Um, I was a part of a few different cannabis nonprofit organizations. I'm a medical cannabis cup winner, um, grow room technician, and uh, what I love the most is my activism um, in, you know, participating in a lot of the laws and testifying um, in almost every medical marijuana and recreational marijuana laws that have happened in Colorado, um, and also done some work in some THC labs. So. Um, yeah, I've been around marijuana almost my whole life and uh, work with it professionally for the past five years. And, um, yeah, love love telling people anything they want to know about it. <laughs> All right, so, Max, why don't you go ahead and uh, give us a rundown. Of, of you know, here on the East Coast and among, <coughs> excuse me, and a lot of other places as well, no one has really a clue of, of you know, you say, hey, you want to do dabs? And, like, nobody has an idea of, of what anyone's talking about let alone all the rest of the stuff that comes along with, you know, I guess the evolution of where dabs have come from. Um, you know, because back in the day, people would say, hey, man, you know, you want to do some oil? And that, I guess, was a precursor to, hey, you want to do dabs? Um, but uh, you know, right. then again, it's a walk down memory lane. So why don't we'll just we'll just consider it as concentrates. So why don't you go ahead and you know give us a rundown of the different names, types of concentrates, and then We'll go ahead and, and touch on each of those. Uh, so why don't you let everyone know what's out there right now? Sure. Okay, so basically the idea of what a concentrate is is 
it's more of an extraction. And the thing is, is it's just the separation of trichrome matter from the plant material cannabis. And so the difference between, you know, extractions versus, you know, keef. In the bottom of your grinder, once your herb, you know, the, the trichromes, the crystals, they can break and fall off and you can have keef. And those are just, you know, raw cannabinoids but um, within those trichrome crystals. But they're not necessarily decarboxylized, and that means activated. And the other thing is, is that they're also not concentrated together. They're just kind of loose. The difference with the extractions is it's a chemical-based extraction. And with the ability of using pressure in certain types of chemicals that breaks the trichrome matter off the herb and pressurize it through um, an extraction chamber, it's actually pushed through you know, coffee filters. It's such a fine material. But what comes out in the end is basically you, know, you can put one to two, maybe even three ounces of you know, sugar trim or even bud or shake into one of these extractor tubes and you're gonna extract about 10% of the material that you put in um, of just raw trichrome matter. That's all conglomerated together, so it's much more potent. The other thing is when you extract it, you want to you know, purge the, the gas that you use to extract the method, um, to extract the cannabinoids out, with, out of the cannabinoid matter you know, before you use it. And that's a purging technique, and typically you use heat in a vacuum. And when you're using heat on those cannabinoids, that's what's going to activate them. That's called your decarboxylization. So what you have is a THC cannabinoid conglomerated matter that you're then warming up and heating. And the activity that we're getting um, lab tested out here is ranging anywhere from 60 to 80% THC. And as you probably know, the most highest range of THC found naturally on a plant is around 22 to 23%. So if you imagine, you know, taking a hit of something um, in a method where you're incinerating quite a bit of it quite fast, the dab is what you're talking about. When you dab that um, extract material, you know, you could be dabbing up to 80% THC, and that experience is going to be much, much different from smoking any other type of cannabis product. Well, I'll tell you something. From being in Florida, um, in a state where, you know, getting medicine, plant, whatever you want to call it, uh, is a difficult task. We're lucky if our regular, like, you know, quality bud here has, like, 15% THC in it. So even, like, people wow. that that get to, like, go out of the state and go to, like, places like Colorado and California when they try the bud there, just the bud alone, it's, like, a whole new experience for them. You right. Know? So, so, you know, getting access to, uh, you know, extracts and things like that would be uh, mind-blowing, I think, for a lot of people. Um, who have even haven't even experienced medical quality cannabis, period. And I, uh, I have to throw something out there real quick, though. Um, just kind of a, a safety measure. Um, there's, there's right ways in like everything in life. There's a right way to do something and a oh, wrong yes. way to do something. Oh yes. And it just so, <clears throat> and it just so happens that when you're doing these types of extractions, the methods that are typically proposed as your at-home methods that you might find on YouTube, 
Right. can actually kill you. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. I just want to throw w- that out there. Yeah, you which... can blow yourself up doing this. So yeah. I just want to throw that out there. Like, I'm not recommending or <laughs> suggesting to anyone whatsoever that this is something that you should try and attempt at home. I just want to say that, like, I'm a licensed cannabis professional in a state where this is legal and yeah. I get a paycheck that I pay taxes on because it's my job. Yes. And, like, that's why I'm comfortable talking about this. But, like, I do this professionally. Right. So we, we, I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> you, you know, don't hurt yourself trying this at home yeah. because you totally can. Yeah. So um, what we're going to do is um, I actually have uh, Joey, um, who is with uh, Cloud Pens um, here. Uh, Cloud Pens, uh, I'm new to them. I have to honestly say I see lots of of cool stuff, you know, from being in the industry. And I happened to come across this, uh, when I was at the cannabis cup, um, uh, the cloud pens, it's a uh, cloud pens, P N Z.com. Um, and it's great for, uh, extracts, honestly. Um, I'm going to bring Joey on. We're going to talk about the cloud pen briefly. And then after we're done talking with, with Joe, we're going to go back to talking more about, you know, how the concentrates are, are made and the different kinds of concentrates. Um, just so I don't keep, uh, Joey waiting. Let's just bring him on. Talk to him a little about the uh, cloud pens, um, and uh, let's do that. So, uh, guys, can we bring uh, Joey on? All right, Joe, welcome to the show. Hey, hey guys, how you doing? Uh, we're doing good. We're doing good. Um, so I was at the cup, and I'm walking around, and you know, obviously, concentrates are are the way to go as far as I'm concerned um, in regard to uh, you know cannabis, whether it be you know medically or recreationally. Um, depending upon the scenario in the state. Um, but uh, I came across this uh, cloud pen. I asked around, and I was like, ah, you know, because I've been through a million different, you know, vape pens or, or whatever you want to call them, electric pens, e-cigarettes. And uh, I was asking right. people actually at the show, you know, what's the best, you know, I guess vape um, to get? And everyone was talking about, you know, this cloud pens, uh, the, two, the cloud 2.0. Um and uh, I must say, uh, um, I usually don't pay for products. <laughs> usually people give them to me. Um, but I shelled out, uh, you know, for this pen, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it, this vaporizer. Um, right. Because it got great reviews from people I asked. And uh, I have to say now that, that I got it and I've used it, and uh, I have to say um, it is my new favorite toy, especially when it comes to uh extracts so on and so forth um so having said that is what inspired me to get in touch with you guys and say hey let's have you on the show uh to tell us a little bit about um the cloud pens so uh joe my first question is why is yours so much better than everyone else's out there all right it's not that ours is you know better i don't want to say our product is like better than you know somebody because i haven't you know personally tried every product out on the market but what I can personally attest to about our product is that it was designed by people that, you know, really use the pen every day, you know, to smoke, you know, their extracts, not people that were in it for a dollar, you know what I'm saying? So that's what I feel like really separated it, you know, from a lot of companies because if you look at a lot of the other vaporizers, they're still using, you know, like random like charging mechanisms, you know, with like old 10 volt like Nokia chargers and stuff. And we wanted to like bring something to the user where it was more, you know, you know, realistic for them to use. So we added the micro USB charger on the bottom, you know, so that's more compatible. And if you were to lose your charger, you can go buy one down the street versus ordering it off Amazon, you know? Yeah, so one like thing... We just basically... 
Yeah, one thing which I did notice is is the amount of use I'm able to get out of this thing. I mean, this thing like keeps going and going and going and going and going and going without really needing to recharge. And then, you know, when you recharge it, it like recharges like lightning quick as well. So that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, I have to say that that's definitely a a plus side for me. You know. Yeah, they're definitely, like, um, I used to actually represent a few other uh, vape companies, which I won't name, but I did sell them for a little bit. And um, honestly, they were a headache. I would get a lot of returns and stuff. But um, at this pen, you know, we, there is, you know, they do break every now and then, but, uh, you know, we offer the six-month warranty on the battery where we'll replace it, no questions asked. We branded it at the top and the bottom and on the atomizer, you know, to ensure that it was our product. And, uh, you know, we really, like, we're really, like, you know, want to bring a a customer service to the vape pen world, you know? There's a lot of people that, like, get a vape pen and it breaks and, you know, they're stuck with it or oh, they're left with a bad taste in the mouth. Mm-hmm. And we just kind of want to, like, separate ourselves from, you know, we want to, like, be able to, like, uh, I guess innovate in a sense, you know? Well, I, I, I definitely think it's innovative for certain. Um, and it comes with a nice little pack charging cable, wall charger, you know, things like that. Um and the design is is great. It's micro. Um, how much um, can content can uh, you know the vape pen, the cloud 2.0 hold? I mean, I guess it depends on the consistency you're using. The one uh, beautiful thing about it is it. I've uh, discovered that it works for pretty much every kind of consistency. You know, from like bubble to uh, uh, you know your shatters and anything in between that. Um, and, you know, one other thing that's awesome about it is we're going to be having within the next uh, two weeks drop is the new atomizer, so you'll be able to use, you know, dry herbs. Awesome. So we're really stoked on that, you know. I can't wait to try and, that. Uh, can't wait to try that for sure. Yeah, com is where, you know, you can see all our products that we have to offer and keep in tune for, you know, uh, promotions and advertisements that we're going to be having where it might be like, buy a pen and get one half off and things we're just gonna you know keep offering uh new things for everybody to like just jump on and uh there's also a video on youtube with uh be real from cypress hill uh showing how to use you know on the pen which i think you could youtube be real how to use cloud pen right. and that should pop right up well so it's uh we're pretty stoked about the pen yeah i mean i'm pretty stoked about the pen i mean i, I know that you know getting it myself and then you know sharing it with people i know everyone has been like this is great i mean i walk in you know my entire studio all my staff is jealous <laughs> you know that's it's you know we can't you know it's like wow all right it's cool you know we'll, we'll get everyone one don't worry you know this is this is a uh, you know perfect a perfect product as far as i'm concerned when it comes to uh being able to uh you know i'll say medicate or be able to use your extracts of whatever type of course i always say um in within appropriation of the law of your state environment etc cetera, etc cetera, all that good stuff you know be smart guys that's all i can say i'll put the disclaimer out there um but uh yeah um tell us a little bit about the evolution because uh, obviously this is version 2.0 the one that i'm using uh tell us briefly about the evolution uh, of the cloud pens so basically, the cloud pen started out as, uh, you know, it was just something, uh, I mean, all right, I'll be completely honest, I wasn't there for the designing on it. Like, I, I became one of the first uh, uh, employees 
for Cloud of the first sales rep. You know, I was like I told you, I brought it to South Florida. Um, uh, so I don't know exactly how it was designed initially, but I do know we were our first product was you know just it was like a, not a prototype, but it was just you know, it was just the first version. It needed a lot more room for improvement. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So basically, we just wanted to redesign something to make it better, more convenient. Like I told you earlier, right. add the micro USB charger, so it would be charger. You know, anybody with a Droid, you know, this could be their best friend. Like you know, without a doubt, you know, because now mm-hmm. their pen and their phone charge on the same cord. Uh, so I mean, we're just, uh, you know, that that's initially it's the same design and everything. And uh, the other 2.0 thing is that we're going to be having exclusive like atomizers that are you know, going to be only that uh, cloud will, like, have, so. Great. Uh, and that'll be for the dry herbs and, like, uh, specific kinds of, uh, like, uh, bubble hashes for them to work, you know, a little bit more better and things like that, so. I'll, I'm excited to see what's coming out for sure. Um, again, we're talking uh, with Joey from uh, Cloud Pens, uh, and you can uh, check them out uh, at cloudpenspnz.com or shopcloudpen.com. That's spelled the regular way. Um, and, uh, I definitely have to say, uh, in regard to products, I don't give product endorsements a lot. The show just happens to have two that I came across while at the cannabis cup that, that I did, uh, like a lot. Um, this cloud 2.0, um, is a great vape. It's a great little vape. It's, it's, it's the perfect size. It goes all day. Um, it definitely doesn't burn too hot. It keeps your extracts and, you know, oils burning for a long time goes a long way and uh i'm really really happy and excited i I ran into this product and uh joey thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us and tell us a little about the cloud pens um and you definitely have a fan here uh with cannabis network radio and and cannabis information network for sure um in the meantime i appreciate y'all you know showing love and having us on here we uh you know I really appreciate it. All right. Well, thanks so much, man. I appreciate it. Have a wonderful night. Uh, guys, be sure to go ahead and check out uh, Cloud 2.0, shopcloudpen.com. Um, get yours. Um, if you don't know about Actrax, if you don't know about the stuff that's going to go into this Cloud Pen, um, we are actually going to segue right back in when, with Max and talk about concentrates and talk about all the goodness that we could put into these cloud pens. Um, so, Max, thanks for hanging out and listening to our conversation with Joey. Um, have you ever tried one of these uh, little cloud 2.0s? Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah, of course. Uh, are you a fan? I'm, uh, well, I'm I'm actually just uh, kind of surprised that he didn't tell you what the difference is between his product and everyone else's because it is probably the the most important thing about the cloud vape and the coolest thing about it is the fact that every other vape pen takes a cartridge Mm -hmm. so typically you have to go to a dispensary or somewhere that buys a cartridge to buy a cartridge to load your vape pen whereas you know the cloud you just break the pen apart as you're supposed to and then you can put in any type of material of extract that you so choose within it and that and that gives you more options because you know, the truth of the matter is, um, you know, and as a cannabis activist, I have to speak, you know, the truth. A lot of extracts out there are not safe and are not clean. And there, you know, there's different ways to tell, like, which ones are clean and which ones are good. 
Um, but the fact that if you know which extracts are better than others, the fact that you have the option to obtain or create those extracts yourself, mm -hmm. if you know how to do it properly and safely, uh, you can you know use that pen. It's that much more personal. So yeah. it is kind of a cool product. Uh, yeah, I'm 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 a fan for sure. I know there's others out there. You know, but again, I don't really, you know, again, I'm not a big a product endorser, but when I come across something that works well for me, I definitely like to share with everyone. Um, well, you touched on what you were just talking about, that, about how you can tell whether, you know, concentrate is good or not. Um, can you maybe give us a few pointers or people that are, are just starting to get into the world of concentrates of, of the good, the sure. bad and the ugly? Yeah. So you asked for it. Uh, the good, the bad and the ugly is unfortunately probably 95 percent of extract available is not something that i would use myself um it's you have to understand that earwax and shatter hash and all of these bho butane extractions they've been around for a little bit of time but really they became super popular in the later half of 2009. it's almost been you know four years or so before anyone's tried a lot of this stuff. And there really isn't a whole lot of research on the effects of BHO after use. Now the thing is, is there are some companies, you know, out here in Colorado with proper money and proper scientists to do these extractions properly and very clean. And so yes, you can get clean BHO extractions that you can put in your cloud-baked pen um, that will, you know, work very, you know, work great. But, you know, anything that you're going to pull off yourself in your own backyard are pretty much a lot of the stuff that you can even get in the legal market. It might not be good. And how you can tell is you should put a little piece of earwax or a little piece of shatter hash on the tip of a paper clip if you unfold the paper uh, clip. All right, Max, i got to cut you off. i got to cut you off for one second. Um, okay. People that are a lot of people that are listening here do not know what earwax or shatter glass is, so on and so forth. Oh, okay. So, so it's the show's going to go a little bit longer tonight because it's going to be a lot of good information. But uh, you know, it might help if you just want to throw in like a second of explanation, as because honestly, sure. outside of 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 Colorado and California, like really, it's it's unknown. It's unknown. It's a whole <laughs> new world. So it's like yeah. It's amazing. Um, that's it's just, yeah. It's that's so crazy. Um, it's so interesting that the differences in the cultures and how fast the spark can like go in Colorado because everyone in Colorado knows what dabs is. I mean, I've got stickers on my on my laptop on my T-shirt. I mean, within two or three years, it's like the hottest newest product in all of the head shops are carrying all the new products to accommodate it. I mean, it's really done a lot but yeah i have a shirt anyways, that says got dabs on it and i picked it up when i was in yeah. in cali and i wear it and like people have no they're like what the fuck are you talking about like like what's dabs? I know. you know like i have no idea what <laughs> my, my t-shirt says uh dab earl day <laughs> and you know yeah. you just gotta be a gangster to know what's up so anyways <laughs> besides that point when you do a um a bho extraction is a butane extraction and typically people use butane that has been refined more than five times so like vector power vector is a brand of butane that's five times refined personally um, as a medical patient I would want something more refined than that and there are a couple products out there that are up to like 25 times refined and then if you have a license for perfume extractions for flowers and things 
you can legally buy butane that are more than 30 times refined, and now we're talking clean, very clean. And so what dirty is, is butane has certain chemicals that propel the butane out of the can, and those are just considered propellants. So you have propellants which come with heavy metals and butane. But that is what is being you know, used to force and strip the trichromes, known also you might just know it as like the THC crystals in layman's terms, um, that is just going to blast that off of the plant material through a filter onto a Pyrex pan. Um, and like I talked about earlier, you want to purge it, you want to cook it with a little bit of heat and apply a vacuum. And, you know, out here in Colorado, we have these professional grade um, chemistry ovens where it both applies heat at a per proper temperature while, while applying a vacuum to, you know, take the butane out of the cannabinoidal matter. Basically what earwax is, is when you whip and fluff oxygen by simply whipping um, the, the THC oil, that's the result in the bottom of the pan after the extraction, by whipping oxygen into it, it becomes this yellowish, brownish, gooey, sticky substance that just so happens to look exactly like earwax. And so most people refer to that THC BHO extraction as earwax. Now, in Colorado, because we're becoming legal and want to be kind of cool with society, we're trying to diversify some of the names of some of our products. So, you know, just to be nice to all the soccer moms out there, we're not going to advertise Alaskan Thunderfuck. We might just say it's, you know, Tangerine Haze. And in the same respect, we might not, you know, continue to call it earwax. We, you know, have started to call it butter. So if you hear of butter, that's also another term for earwax. But basically, if you take that earwax and then put it in the oven and reduce the, um, heat it up some more and more and apply more of a vacuum, you're going to reduce the earwax and melt it down even further, and it becomes an even more extracted product that turns out to become like this amber glass. When you extract that amber glass out of your Pyrex pan, and have it on your, um, you know, your parchment paper. You put it in the freezer, and the reason why is because it is stickier than the strongest super glue you have ever tried. It is amazing how sticky this cannabinoid extraction is, and it is technically like impossible to work with unless you freeze it. And so, when you take it out of the freezer and you drop it on the table, it shatters, and that's where we come up with the name shatter hash. So BHO extraction, shatter hash is just, you know, earwax hash that's been heated up and reduced to a more intense and even finer state. Um, and then we work with it when it's frozen uh, so we can actually touch it without getting sticky everywhere. And then it becomes shatter hash. So that's, I hope that's a good enough explanation. Oh yeah, that, that, that was great. I mean, I'm sure that people are still going to have you know, tons of questions, and, uh, you know, I think you said that you have, uh, being a consultant, you know, uh, if people wanted to ask uh, you questions, or if any places wanted your expertise, how would they go about contacting you, Max? Um, you probably just drop me an email, uh, my first and last name together, Max Montrose, M-O-N-T-R-O-S-E, at gmail.com, and, uh, yeah, just 
let me know what you're thinking of doing, and uh, hopefully I could help you out with that. So, in Colorado, I guess, because that's where you're at, what, what is, you say, what, what's the most commonly found extract? I mean, do you find that there's a preference that dispensaries um, carry or that people like, or is it pretty much, you know... So, earwax is pretty much the most sought out, and what's really interesting is bubble hash disappeared. It's gone. Um, and it's just, that's really fascinating. You know, bubble hash is the organic cold water hash extraction mm-hmm. where we use bubble bags to extract the THC in cold water. We, you know, dry the hash out and it also bubbles in your pipe, which is why it's called bubble hash. Um, but that has basically disappeared now that um, chemical extracted hash is here. Um, Earwax is by far the most popular, and the reason why is because it's the most available, probably because it's the simplest to make, and it takes the fewest steps. Um, shatter takes a little bit more time and a lot more steps, and um, people just really don't want to pay that much more for it because the effect is similar, um, although it's a little bit more of an exclusive product. Personally, the best way to go, if, if you were to hang out with me and we were doing dabs, we would be doing dabs of CO2 extracted oil. And of course, you know, that's something else that you can put in your cloud vape. Right. Um, <laughs> just to keep throwing that out there. Yeah. But, um, you know, you're breathing CO2 out of your body right this second. And so your brain probably is okay with registering the chemical CO2. And so the CO2 extracted hash out here is the cleanest and finest by far because there's no such thing as residual metals or particulates or propellants or exotic chemicals that are foreign to your body. Mm-hmm. But, you know, a CO2 extractor is really expensive and you have to know what you're doing. Yeah. And there, I think there's about like 10 or 15 out in Colorado and the hash is a little bit more expensive but they kind of come preloaded in syringes, like syringe needles, and you just kind of, you know, put a dab out on something. Another Mm -hmm. thing I wanted to throw out there, a lot of the tools that are used to do dabs, because most dabs are connected through a bong. All dabs are done through a bong. And how people do these dabs is either on a plate or on a nail. But if your plate or your nail is metal, it's typically going to be titanium, and the tool that you use, sometimes, typically people out here use a dental tool. I don't know what that dental tool is made out of, but it might even be like, I don't know, dude, iron, or I don't think it's like titanium alloy steel or, or something like that. What it is, yeah. but like, and I have no proof, no evidence, and I have no references, but my common sense tells me that if you're going to heat up a titanium plate and then singe another piece of metal to it and then suck up that vapor through a bong that it might not be the healthiest thing to do yeah i'm not a big Especially if what we're yeah talking i'm not about a big uh, yeah i'm not a big um metal nail person i like uh you know the glass or the pyrex or whatever you want to call it Dave, I you mean, know what you're you know what you're talking about yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly yeah i mean you want to go with the gl- you yeah. want to go with the glass nail yeah, I mean, I'm absolutely. not, you and know. Then you, and with a glass dabber, too. Yeah, glass, you know? absolutely, well, absolutely. Um, you know, and there's some great stuff out there. Uh, one thing which I, I remember I was telling people during uh, World Cannabis Week, you know, and I was kind of giving them, 
you know, dabbing 101 instructions because, I mean, <laughs> it was actually amusing. I have to say it was amusing to watch because you have all these, like, you know, kids or people, individuals come in. They think that they're, like, rock star stoners, you know, and they're, they're like, right. you know, huge smokers and, and this and that. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, I want dabs. I want dabs. And first and foremost, like, do you know what the fuck you're talking about? Like, you know, for starters, like, do you know what Seriously. you're asking for? Um, and then secondly, it's like they go ahead and you rip these dabs like they're ripping a bong, you know, like it's a championship. And they don't right. realize that, like, it's going to go ahead you're and You're smoking kick. 80%. Yeah. It's going to kick them in the ass, and they're not going to even realize what hit them. if you're from Florida, like you said, and you're used to, like, hitting, you know, 15%, it yeah. doesn't matter how big of a hit you're going to take. You're yeah. going to get a kick in the ass. Well, I, you know, I, I remember, I think you were there the first night when that kid uh, took that huge, massive... Uh, dab rip then just sat there staring at the wall for like three hours not doing anything like i've, it, I've seen it turn people's face <laughs> purple and their their lips green i mean if yeah, you're yeah. if you're not into it but then you know then again dave how much of that is thc versus propellants and other residual chemicals coming true from god knows who well, made I, that earwax i would have to because say I'll though i mean what, i think i'll tell you what dude if you have you ever tried a dab of co2 yeah, well, yeah, I have, I have, yeah. It, the thing is, is it just doesn't make your brow sweat as intensely as a BHO dab. And, like, the you difference know, between the two, I... As an experienced smoker, um, you know, I have to say that I, I, I can say I'm, I'm an experienced smoker. I've been smoking a very, very long time. Um, and right. having CO2 extracted uh, is is um yeah <laughs> it's pure i mean you don't it, yeah i mean it's it's i don't even know there's a real way to describe it you have to kind of try it to uh right yeah it's, and, it's and, you know dude for, you know for some people um bho they don't care i mean i know dudes who yeah. i sell you know you know 15 grams of earwax as <laughs> they probably buy an ounce if i'd let them and these guys just do dabs all day and all night, but, you know, they, you know, smoke cigarettes and drink and do other things. And if I tell you, hey, that might not be good for you, they just might not care. Right. Someone like me, and that's why I'm just saying, like, you know, it's out there. I just want to be careful because if I'm going to talk about this, I use cannabis as a medicine. Well, we're, well, I'm, a lot of people you know, use... Listen, I think cannabis in general is medicine. If it makes a person feel better, regardless of, you know, whether it be sure. a mood enhancer, whether it be, if a person's feeling better, then they're feeling better. End of story. And that, that's my concept of, of, of cannabis use. But at some point, at some point in time, um, you know, Colorado's legal. After January 1st, 2014, people are going to be able to come in and, and purchase it, you know, at, at stores. Um, what, I know that, the tax rate or whatnot's kind of uh, uh, fluctuating, but uh, once people are able to to purchase, you know, cannabis in general, um, what should people expect the price points to be um, for, you know, extracts and things like that? Okay, so the cannabis market is probably the most drastic in terms of fluctuation when we're talking about the economy. Um, as you may know, our price has dropped 50% for all products in the past three years. Um, you know, in 2009, I was selling grams of earwax hash for $60 to $70. Uh, typically, a gram of earwax in Colorado will run you 30 bucks. 
at a shop I recently worked at, we have a Wax Wednesday special where it's 15 bucks for a gram of beer wax if you're a member. Uh, so, you know, typically the going price it should be around 30 to $35 in state Colorado price. But um, what happens when the rest of the country and the world floods to Colorado, you know, if they buy out the shops, then it's just simple supply and demand. So if the supply you know, is really being dished out, the demand, of course, will go. Has, you know, everything will go has there been any and, discussion or talk, speaking of the tourist market, um, about having, um, I mean, I hate to say tourist prices, but, you know, isolating, you know, patients who have a red card um, who truly need medicine and then, you know, your quote-unquote recreational tourism people that are going to be coming in. So, has, there, has there been a discussion at all about, um, you know, Well, what I can tell you, yeah, so what I can tell you, first of all, is, you know, keep in mind, recreation hasn't happened yet, and a lot will change when it does happen. Right. But um, there's a difference between an MMC, a medical marijuana center business license, which is a business license that's legally allowed to sell to licensed people for medicine, which is medical marijuana, will be an entirely different business from a licensed Amendment 64 recreational cannabis business. And so um, <clears throat> there will be much, much fewer medical marijuana shops, but they will probably still sell medicine to patients and people from 18 to 20 years old. Is there a concern um, at all that the quality of the product is going to decrease once it's open to the public? Everyone out here was so afraid to legalize because they were terrified that if we made it legal, Philip Morris would be, you know, would have his packs of you know, right. marijuana cigarettes on your local 7-Eleven shop. Mm -hmm. you know, within a couple months, and that it would be basically bullshit, grown outdoor swag. Right. Um, but that didn't happen. What happens is people own businesses out here. They're Become independent people, and they're private people, and then the market is going to decide who is, you know, the best cannabis producers and who aren't. 40% right. of all dispensaries just closed last year alone, and it's because everyone, you know, freaks out they see, they hit the gold mine and the gold rush, so they get in the cannabis industry as soon as they can, and then figure out, holy crap, it's really really difficult to produce the quality product that Coloradans demand, um, which is like the finest cannabis in the world. I concur. And yes, I've been to Amsterdam. I was there last summer, and it's not <laughs> the best weed. It's honestly like outdoor Cali bud. It's just like not that great. I concur. I, I I definitely can say that I have uh, officially been won over um, by Colorado product for sure. No no doubt about it. Right. <laughs> In my opinion. Can I can I can I explain to you why Colorado has the best marijuana on planet Earth? Because it's awesome. <laughs> Go ahead. No, there's actually a technical reason. The reason is because let's, it's legal let's talk and about people aren't afraid. I mean, Let's we, talk about the difference between Colorado and California for one second. The difference between Colorado and California it's is a mile high to begin California with. has an ocean, and all of California is on a fault line. Yeah. 
Colorado, every single home has basements. Not one house in California has a basement. So everyone has their little at-home laboratories. And the other thing is, there's snow on the ground out here, and we're growing tropical plants. So we're forced to grow them indoors, where everyone in California can just spread their seeds outside. So now that I'm forced to grow a tropical plant indoors, and because the temperature and the humidity rises, and you have to take care of that, but then you have to inject CO2 to give it enough you know, air for the plant to breathe, but then you're giving it you know, extreme proper nutrients. By the end of it, we're growing cannabis on computer systems with atmospheric regulated environments, and we have honed our skills over the years and with our openness with legalization um, and medicalization to the point where we have like little marijuana laboratories in everyone's house throughout the entire state and also huge laboratories. And so our cannabis is growing at 1,200 parts per million CO2, where outdoors California is around 320. And it's also growing in pollution and then being, um, you know, sun bleached. Our cannabis just isn't like that. That and when you put a plant in the ground like they do in California, you can't flush the residual nutrients away from the root system right. like you can when it's in a pot like we do here in Colorado. Yeah, that's, you know, that, flushed, that it's clean, it's pristine, it's yeah. like, it's the best in the world. Yeah, I, I concur. I definitely, you know, when people have asked me what's the significant difference, I said very simple, uh, controlled growing environments, um, you know, super stable environments. You know, Florida, you know, they claim that cannabis is the third largest cash crop in the state, um, but we don't have any basements here, and, and at least not many. Um, and, uh, you know, I have yet to really taste. Everyone says, oh, yeah, well, Florida's got some good bud and whatever. I'm not, I mean, I can say I definitely had worse. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> not so yeah. much, not so much. You know, there's a reason, there's a reason why, you know, I started the Canvas Information Network and I travel a lot, um, you know. <laughs> Dave, so. wait till you try my herb because I do my own reverse osmosis and then take my RO water and push it through a filter that does a double filter. And I water all of my plants with triple filtered water. And when I flush them, I like flush the holy hell well, out just of them. Have when ready you, for me. I'll be there. Herb, I'll be there on the sixth. When you smoke my herb, dude, you don't feel it. Like you don't cough. You just blow out the hugest puff of smoke, mm -hmm. and it just felt like silk. Yeah. You know that's awesome. how it, that's how it should awesome. be. When you yeah. cough and you hit your chest, you're smoking residual nutrients in the plant that your grower did not flush out of it. Well, you know, I mean, there are people that stick by the terminology of you know you don't get off unless you cough. You know, so because because thing I've ever I know because they like that they like that head rush they like the the uh, you know endorphin mixture with the uh, THC. You're smoking, you're smoking manganese, iron, yeah. oh, um, potassium, nitrogen, phosphorus. Uh, well, we're gonna make we're gonna make Max the official grower of like cannabis information <laughs> network, and you know we're gonna put him on payroll, and we're gonna have everyone like ask, yeah. ask the questions to him about becoming expert growers and that's just i think that's just the way we're gonna go you know we, we'll, we'll have like a we also having a segment on the show about you know growing with max or whatnot and you know and he'll give his tip of the day or week or whatever and and, and so on and so forth but uh i'm a purist cool, yeah. i i'm a purist cool, like you I, I am and i have become a pot snob because of it um and living right. in florida um i have to tell you Pot snobbery is not an easy task to uh, overcome, um, for right. sure. 
Um, especially since the fact that, that I'm beyond the point of flower as well. So that even puts me in a larger quandary of, of, of things. But nonetheless, right. we're, we're not going to digress on, on that, you know, because the world is good and, and things are good. And, and you know, right. I'm taken care of by my friends and people that love me. <laughs> so and, and, hey, you know what? what? And that's the truth, brother, and preach the truth. And I'm so glad you're doing what you're doing, yeah. especially in the state that you're in. Yep. Because, you know, out here... It's. It feels like we're already in Amsterdam. We don't. We roll around with marijuana yeah. plants in the back of my car like I did yesterday, and we don't even try to hide them. Yeah, like, no. it's just like it's, awesome. it's not even like anything weird. And then I, I would like actually, I was thinking the other day, what would happen if I went to go visit Dave? And I thought, oh my God, I'm gonna be afraid to smoke weed for my first <laughs> time in like a long time. Yeah. And thinking about being afraid to smoke, yeah. like just that idea you know bothers me I, so, you know, you know you what you're doing is an amazing thing i tell people i tell te- i tell people that it affects tourism i mean and you just <laughs> proved the point it's like my friends don't want to come visit me because Hell like no. I'm you cool know here, dude. They, i know they, you've got a beach but we got mountains yeah <laughs> you know <that's, laughs> i mean and and truth be told i actually have heard from people um snowbirds that like usually typically come to Florida from like Detroit and Michigan and Colorado people that were coming here for years you know t- during the winter time they would rather elderly people they would rather actually stay in Colorado and Michigan and California and places like that to have access to their medicine um, than come to Florida the warmth doesn't beat the access to you know medicine for them and you know that's one of those things which i try to tell people here in florida especially the legislatures it's like you're just you know you're you're shooting yourself in the foot by not you know legalizing at least for medicinal use that way you know your your largest industry of snowbirds who refuse are refusing to come now because they use medicinal cannabis in their states you know you're turning away a whole section of people just you wait buddy because the second um recreational cannabis Doors open January first, two thousand fourteen. Mm-hmm. You know, after the fourth quarter, when Colorado reaps its very first tax benefits, yeah. and they're projecting over like maybe one to two hundred million dollars in tax revenue from cannabis stores yeah. alone. No doubt. I mean, think about how giddy all of our legislators are about balancing all of their budgets. Yes. I mean, you know how many schools and hospitals... What are they going to do with the money here? is going to be the question. Like, <laughs> dude, so just wait when all of Florida and Texas and everyone else who's having issues and, you know... Well, I'm just... All, all I can wait say is... Wait they just look at Colorado like a shining star, and then they're like, well, what about the crime? And it's like, oh, since we medicalized cannabis what in 2000, crime? crime's yeah. gone down like 18%. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. what about like people drinking and you know, crashing their cars? Um, accidents haven't gone up Debunked. at all. Um, what about like people smoking weed on the street? Like they've been doing it for 10 years. No one cares. Um, <laughs> Shit, man! People smoke on the people street people in places where it's not even legal. You know, like I smoke yeah. on the street. <laughs> yeah, dude. So I don't know. Wait till that happens, and then you know, all of a sudden that's going to happen, and then Florida is going to be like, "Oh my God, we need to adopt you know House Bill 10-12 before the Colorado you know sale regulatory you know system and process that we've played with for the well, past 
All I can all I all I can say is I am glad that Colorado decided that the five hundred grand that they got that the states get from the partnership of Drug Free America just didn't entice them as much as it did the state of Florida when they said to me, "Oh well, we like getting the five hundred thousand dollars from Partnership for Drug Free America for this state, as opposed to the three point two billion dollar projected revenue you could bring in from legalizing cannabis." But you know, I'm not. I mean, I'm not a politician. I'm not a math guy. So I guess you know, five hundred thousand dollars is better than three point two billion. Uh, I don't know. That's what, like, mom-and-pop shop dispensaries make in, like, six months out here. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's no joke. It's no joke. Well, we got we went over, and I thank you for being on the show. We're going to wrap it up here um, for tonight, and, uh, you know, we'd love to have you back on if you'd like to donate some more time or, you know, whatnot. Uh, maybe we can have you uh, on the new Cannabis Information Network site, you know, maybe blogging or something like that and get people to subscribe sure. or something. We'll talk about it, but... Uh, you know, Max, you're a great guy. I enjoyed meeting you at World Cannabis Week, and thank you for taking your time. You are a wealth of, of knowledge. Um, thank you for sharing with us, and thank you for being on Cannabis Network Radio. Um, thank you guys so much. You guys rock. Thanks, thanks for being out there. Have a good night. Yeah, you too. Have a good one. Well, I thank you guys for uh, everyone, everyone on. Uh, Max, Kevin, Joey. Um, thank you all for being on Cannabis Network Radio this evening. Um, I think tonight was a great show. A lot of information. There's so much more we can talk about. We probably can have like, you know, a two, three hour show about, you know, extracts and and uh all that jazz. Um You know, the internet is definitely uh, uh your friend. Um the new cannabis information network site, a page on there for Cannabis Network Radio as well. Um always gonna be on Podstream Live. Um, I'd like to thank Justin and Ed, uh, my producer, co-producer, people, uh, you know, my bosses, you know, whatever, tell me what to do um, and how to do it. Um, I'd like to thank everyone for listening, um, and I wish everyone a safe and good and a safe and good evening. Um, and again, thanks for listening to Cannabis Network Radio on Podstream Live. Have a good night.